So the Rashi brings from Chazal that it starts in this, this language of Amor Elokanim B'nei Aron What's the Amor B'marto? So Rashi says from the Torah's Kahanim, it's Gemur Nivomis, that you tell the Kahanim that they should tell other Kahanim. So what's that referring to? That the Gedarlim, the, the Kahanim, which are which are ready of halachic maturity, have responsibility for the Kahanim. That the Isser of Tumas Kahanim, the Kahanim, which are Gedarlim, have, have responsibility to make sure that the Kahanim, which are Kahanim, do not become Talmud. So here is where we see in the Torah, one place where we see in the Torah, that there's a command on the adults to take responsibility that the children should also keep the mitzvahs. You find it in two other places in the Torah. You find it by Shabbos. There's a din of, of Shvisa on the, of, bin, of Bincha and Bitecha. There's a chiv on the father to make sure that the child keeps Shabbos. And um, the Gemara learns it out regards to the Isser of Machalas Asuris. There's an Isser for when it comes to, to non-kosher food. The, the adults have responsibility to make sure that the children do not eat non-kosher food. So that leads us into the mitzvah, which is known as the mitzvah of chinuch. So I want to talk today a little bit about the mitzvah of chinuch, this chiyav of chinuch. Now, we're going to divide it up into different levels. There is the responsibility of chinuch to train a child for mitzvah's asay. There's the responsibility to train a, train a, train a child for mitzvah's losa asay, which means stop a child from doing something wrong, train him not to do it. There is a situation where the child is doing the Vera already, and you're responsible to stop him. And then there's a situation where potentially you might actually be in some way even more than even the, 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 so that situation the child is doing it and you're you cannot allow it, you cannot condone it, you have to have to stop it. There will be a situation where we're actually not just condoning and allowing, but we're actually egging the child on. You're in some way facilitating the, the, the Avera, providing the needs for it, or actually convincing the child to do it. So there's all different levels that we have to deal with. And then there is the exceptions. So let's go step by step. The mitzvah in the Torah to train a child, there's no mitzvah in the Torah like most of them to train a child. The mitzvah in the Torah is to teach the child. Um, the, the main mitzvah in the Torah is teaching. That's, that's the mitzvah of That which we train a child to do mitzvahs, according to most Rishonim, is a drabonim. The Chazal came along, the based on the post which is a so the fruit is Medivre Kabbalah it's based on not Torah but Nevi Meksubim it's a Pesach Meksubim so there's a command to train our children to do mitzvahs teaching alone is not enough for most children just teaching it they're not going to learn how to do it they're not going to get used to doing it etc we have to train them to do it all as well that's a Durabana this Chiyuv is on the, clearly on the father the situation where the father is not there, it's a chiv on the mother. If the father and the mother are there, it's a is whether there's any chiv on the mother at all, or the main responsibility is only on the father. 
That's a bit of chinuch to, to train a child to do an essay. What age does this mitzvah of chinuch to train a child to do an essay start? So the Gemara gives an example. The Gemara says that the, the time to train a child to do the mitzvah of lulav is when a child is able to shake the lulav. Now, there are some adults who still don't know how to shake a lulav properly. But the question is, we know that, that the halacha is even if a person does not shake the lulav, he just picks it up, he still gets to the mitzvah. So why does the Gemara say that the age of chinuch starts when the child is old enough to shake it properly? Why does it say that the mitzvah chinuch starts when the child can pick up the mitzvah, pick up a lulav? If a person has a lulav in front of him and after he picks it up, doesn't shake it at all, he fulfills the mitzvah. Shaking is l'chadchil. So from that, the Rishonim already derived that the mitzvah chinuch is not to train the child to do the mitzvah. The mitzvah chinuch is to train the child to do the mitzvah properly. So if you're going to train him before that age, you're not training him to do it properly because he's not going to do it the proper way. So according to everybody, if you give a child a non-kosher esrig, you're not, you're not fulfilling the mitzvah chinuch. Because your mitzvah, the mitzvah chinuch is to train the child to do it the way he's supposed to do it as an adult. It doesn't matter whether the child knows that. In other words, you know it would be something he could know when throwing the child to give him an esrog. Yeah, so it doesn't make He wouldn't be able to know if it was uh, plus, plus or not. Say it was... Uh, right. But that, that part of your training is to teach a child to take a kosher esrog. So that's why they say the shear for chinuch is not, you know, a child is five years old. Most of them say we assume that the child is extremely brilliant. The age of chinuch is six or seven. Because the young child, you can, he can figure out, take these things, etc. He doesn't understand the detail, etc. So you haven't really trained him. So the training doesn't start until a little later. That's, that's what it comes to mitzvah zaseh. Um, the mitzvah of chinuch applies both to mitzvah zaseh and to mitzvah zaseh. The mitzvah chinuch. Because um, um, I will not mechayev chinuch in something which is going to, in some way, potentially be challenging or, or, or not not healthy for the child. So the more said, there's no mitzvah chinuch in the mitzvah kriyashma shall arvis because the child should be sleeping then. And to be of the child, the mitzvah of, of, of kriyashma it means you would have to keep him up late, and that's not healthy. So that's an example where we, we see that the mitzvah of Chinuch doesn't apply in a situation where the Chazal did not put the Chinuch is upon him. Chazal did not put the mitzvah in, in a situation which is going to cause any potential neg- negative impact on the child. So, so the, for example... The Pesach Seder, that would be different because it's a derisive, or is that... Pesach Seder, there's not a mitzvah Chinuch in the Pesach Seder. The Pesach Seder is a mitzvah derisive, I have to, to speak to my children. Mm-hmm. That's a mitzvah on me. It's not the mitzvah their age. Well, the age that they understand what you're saying, but, mm-hmm. but that, that's the, that's not the mitzvah. That's not the mitzvah chinuch. Mm-hmm. You're not being mechanic by the zayin. You're you're being fulfilling the mitzvah we got to the mincha. Now, there's chinuch on aloisa say. Aloisa say the age is actually different. There has to be an age that the child understands not to do something. Okay. Um, what age is that? So a child understands the word no when he's two years old. That's not what we're looking for. The child understands specifically what action he should not be doing, and he can extrapolate that and understand to apply that again when the scenario comes up, or similar scenario comes up as well. So a child starts understanding the concept that there's Shabbos, you can't do things on Shabbos, and these are the things you don't do on Shabbos. So that's when the mitzvah of Chinuch and Aloysius say starts. 
But to your child, you say the word no, he stops. He's not going to understand that again the next time when something bad comes up that that's a no. He has no perception that this is in context of, he knows this specific act in front of him right now at this moment, don't do it. You understand the difference between Tuesday and Shabbos or this action versus another action. He says, my parents said no. Why no? Because I'm hitting my child, my, my sibling. They don't have, they have no context. That's not Chinuch yet. But when, once a child reaches the end, the, the assumption of the post-game is that the average child can reach that age of three, let's see, about, about the age of three years old. So that's all talking about the Chiv of Chinuch. Now the war talks about, the next step is, I see a child doing something wrong, do I have a Chiv to stop him? Even if he doesn't understand why? No, even if I'm not the parent. Mm-hmm. So this is the mitzvah chinuch. The mitzvah chinuch is a mitzvah on the, on the father and possibly when the father is not available on the mother. Uh, the, the child has a father, the child has a mother, and I see a child doing something wrong. Do I have a mitzvah to top, stop the child? So this is a machlokas in the Gemara, whether the, there's a, a responsibility to stop a child. So the Morris example is katan echol nevelis. We see a, a, a young a katan eating non-kosher food does the best, which means an outside individual have a responsibility to stop him or not. So this is a machlokas in the Gemara. And the Shulchanar Paskins, Ein Bezim Mitzvah The Bezim has no responsibility to get involved and stop the child. That's, a, that's the Mitzvah Chinuch on the father. A father would see his child. He has to be Mitzvah his child, not to do a virus. So he has a chiv to, 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 to stop the child. Comes along the Ramah. The Ramah says that there's an opinion which says that this is all talking about that you don't have to stop the child. Is it's only the only it's something which is specifically to the father when the child has not reached the age of chinuch. Once the child has reached the age of chinuch, everybody's mechuyev to stop him, even not the father. Comes Mr. Burin says, "This is different between mitzvah and mitzvah This halacha that a non-parent." has a responsibility to intervene and stop the child is by, by an avera on a Torah level. So I see a child eating a nevela, a non-kosher food, on a Torah level. I would have responsibility, according to the way the Mishpura Paskins, to step in, intervene, and stop the child. You can't eat that. It's not kosher food. It's, it's, it's a McDonald's hamburger. You can't eat it. If it would be only something which is also made bona. I don't have responsibility. That's a here for the parent, the parent to do that. Now, the, the next step that Morris says is the difference between a situation where the child is doing it for himself, the child is doing it for an adult. The child is doing it for the adult, the adult must stop him. According to everybody. So, um, the Morris example is the child, that there's a fire on Shabbos and it's still small enough that you pour some water on it, you can put it out and uh, you know, the kid looks at the father and the father says I know, I'm out of Potiphar's and Shabbos the kid says, ah, I got what that meant, it meant that I should do it he goes and grabs the water and starts put, right, he's out to pour the water on the fire and put out the fire he's doing it because that's what the father wants he's doing it in the search of the father the, the father has to stop him or any adult, he's doing it for any adult the adult would have to stop him the, the, we're not, even though we're saying that an adult does not need to stop a child from doing it in a very room but not if the very is being done for the adults. Okay? Now, if to tell the child to do it, to hint to the child to do it, to facilitate the child from doing it, to actually convince the child to do it, 
to feed it to the child, all those are also on a Torah level. As it is what the Mark calls Sviya Biadayim, to be Michael, to feed it to the child, that you can't do. Now we have to define what feeding is. So the says an example. Um, you want to give a child something to play with, so one of the toys that they played with was grasshoppers. So the Mark says you cannot give a child a non kosher grasshopper to play with, because you might eat it. I mean, part of. The kids playing with the thing, you're next to I mean, we're not eating grasshoppers, but I guess if you were, that's, you know, that's a possibility that you might eat it. Unless it's a kosher grasshopper. So the more says, if it's a kosher grasshopper, you ought to give it to him. Mm-hmm. But if it's a non kosher grasshopper, you cannot give it to him because you are feeding. Uh, uh, I'm not feeding it. I'm just putting it there. And he, he decides, I didn't ask him to eat it. I didn't convince him to eat it. But, but you know that, the, that it, it, was a, it was a common enough effect. A cause and effect by giving a child this item in his hand, there's a good chance he's decide to have it for lunch. So you cannot put it in his hand, even though it's not your intent, and you do not attempt to convince him to do it at all. That's one Gemara. There's another Gemara which seems to say the opposite. The Gemara says a story with Rabbi Shmuel, I think, I think Rabbi Shmuel, that he lost some. A key fell. The non-Jew was carrying the rushes. It says the non-Jew was carrying the, the key for the shul, and the key fell in the street. So the Mora says that you're allowed to take a, a group of children, you know, you have the Shabbos groups, take them outside and say, hey kids, why don't you play over here? Knowing what's going to happen, the kid's going to find, I found the key, and run and bring the key into the shul, and great, exactly what we wanted to have. So you ought to do that, the Morris says. I didn't tell him, the, I didn't say look critically. I didn't indicate any way that I'm looking. But the, the child has no way to know that that's my goals. He's not doing it for me. He's doing it for himself. If it, he would say, hmm, why did Rabbi Yishmol schlep us out over in this spot? The smart kid says, must be there's something out here we're supposed to find. You know, like that, that would obviously be also. But the worst of the case was, it was total, the, the total innocence. The children have totally unaware of any intent of the adult. So not, they're not doing it for the adult. Even though the adult knows that there's a very good chance that's what's going to happen, and he, he is, as it were, facilitating it, it's mut. So how do you, how do you, how, these two Gemaras do not seem to, so some suggest there's a difference between non-kosher food, which we in general deal with very stringently, than other various, because that's something the child's going to ingest, non-kosher food, and that affects the, the, the nasham of the child, etc. So that we have to deal with in a more, some suggest that it's a special leniency in the issue of caring on Shabbos. Caring on Shabbos is a, a very significant, very unique type of Avera, you can potentially change it many times with making an error, etc. So, different suggestions how to, to so the application of it, the modern application of it. So, um, I forgot to turn off the light in my my refrigerator on Shabbos, and I want to need to get the refrigerator open. So, my kid loves stepping up with the refrigerator door. And I keep telling him, don't open the refrigerator door, don't open the refrigerator door. Like, you know, and he knows I don't want him to open the refrigerator door. So I know if I call him to the kitchen, the first thing he's going to do is open the refrigerator door like, like he's not supposed to, right? Because that's what he always does. never listens to me. So I say, Beryl, please come into the kitchen for a second. The kid runs in and looks at his mother and has that horrible grin, an impish grin, and opens the refrigerator door. And I say, Beryl, because that's exactly what I wanted to do. So is that motor? Right? 
so it seems to be very parallel to the case of the Gomorrah. I put the kid in the situation. I know he's going to pick up the key. I don't know. He has no idea that he's doing it for me. As far as he's concerned, he's doing it not for me. Because I always tell him on Tuesdays, whatever he does, it's stop. Leave the refrigerator alone. This time, he thinks he's, you know, whatever. And I got my refrigerator open and I'm very happy, right? Is that mutter or not? So there are many persons who say that it's mutter. That they feel is, is comparable to, to the... Uh, Analogous to the case of the Gemara of uh, the, the keys in the in Rishon Zerab, um, and that's say from the Gemara Shabbos he brings from Rabbi Yash. Rabbi Yash that, that was specifically in regards to the Malach of So you cannot use it in other areas. You cannot use that approach in other areas. Is that pre-chinuch? What if he's pre-chinuch then? Now, oh, so now the, 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 we'll get the pre-chinuch is a very good question. Uh, Maybe we'll get to it in the time a lot. I'm not sure, but um, in, but, the, the, but that's called the reason why the trend is because we do not feel that you have actually actually agitated, you know, for the purpose of him doing the favor. But I would actually feed it to the child or do something which is considered like I'm convincing the child to do it. That's also at any age. So feeding non-kosher food to a child which is one day old is also it's a, a, a Torah level is feeding chametz to a child on Pesach unless it be sakalas because the child has an illness. Right? One of the reasons why some person say why are you allowed to feel, feed, feed children on Yom Kippur? Some say because it's sakalas because here you're you're actively feeding the child. You're actually giving the child to do something which is prohibited. That, that's one suggestion. There are other suggestions that Yom Kippur, the main mitzvah is to fast, which a child doesn't have a mitzvah to fast. The Torah doesn't say, the Torah writes the mitzvah of Yom Kippur in the, in the language of an say, not of a lois say. There's a mitzvah to me, to, to, to afflict yourself. That's a mitzvah which, which is. So I'm, and then there's a prohibition not to, not, not to eat, which is a, a, a which is coming to, as it were, strengthen and fortify the mitzvahs I say. Mitzvahs say the chinuch starts later on, and, and we don't do mitzvah, we don't do chinuch on a mitzvah which is going to be, be all is going to potentially damage the child. So that's a different ball again. So the mitzvah chinuch of Yom Kippur doesn't start so much later on. So that's one different ways to approach that question. But but the idea of actively giving the child to do an avera. Um, we uh, that that that's that's clearly an isatara, and that's even if the child is not a bar havana. What about when it comes to malecha shabbos? And malecha shabbos intent defines the action. I can't actively convince a child to do an avera. The child has no awareness that that switch turns on a light. He's not old enough to understand that connection. So if an adult would do that act on Shabbos, he wouldn't be called Kittle Shabbos. He has no way. He's like, you know, he cut, we bring this adult in, very intelligent person, and she never saw electricity in his life. Say, would you mind doing that thing? And they're like, okay, you know, strange thing on the wall, comes up, and all, yes, you know, all of a sudden, wow, the lights went on. Hmm, magic. He doesn't see a connection. That's not Kittle Shabbos. Because there was no intent for, for the, mice, the mice. So I'm, I'm not allowed to have the child do Kittle Shabbos. I cannot convince a child that says, carry this thing for me, in the, in the, please. I can't tell it to him. I can't say, here, the, why don't you carry this thing for yourself in, in the Rishos Not for me. Pick it up, carry it, it's okay. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't keep Shabbos until you're 13 years old. I, that I'm not allowed to do. I'm telling him to do an Aver. I'm convincing him to do the Aver. I'm handing it to him to do the Aver. Here I'm convincing the child to turn on the light, but over here, intent... 
the, in the in the action, the action is, has no intent to to, that, to make the connection. Made it on an avera. So would you be allowed, so that even though a child was a nanabar havana? So what the person discusses discusses in the context is: Can you give a child to do something called psigration? Psigration is that you have intent for X, and then Y happens. The child doesn't necessarily make that connection. Are you allowed to give a child to do psigration? These type of scenarios. System of is on the poskim. Some say yes, because really it's never said which is not an avera. The fact that there's a there's a psigration, the child has no awareness at all, so that he doesn't have the concept of psigration. Um, therefore, theoretically, whether it's a younger child or an older child who doesn't understand the connection, would be the same the same level of of, of situation. So my understanding is it's better not to do that. Um, I, I my first Shabbos we were it was actually actually was doing Shabbos. Mistake of all newlyweds, we forgot to take out the, the, the light bulb from the fridge. Right? So my neighbor said, no problem. He has a solution. Neighbor came and put magnetic butterflies. So I already opened the, opened the refrigerator door. I didn't realize that the light was on. Now I can't, I can't shut it. So all the food's going to spoil. So he brought in his two-year-old and he put these magnetic butterflies on the refrigerator door. What's the child going to do? Reach for the butterfly. He said, look, the pretty butterfly. The kid would reach for the butterfly and slam the door shut. Of course, I'd you know, taken out the food and he didn't put it in somebody else's refrigerator. So is that mutter? This is like, uh, like I was a newlywed. I would not claim to know any halacha. My neighbors say, you know, we had this idea. I'm not sure he claimed to know any halacha either, but he definitely felt that it was mutter. So based on what we're saying, there's an argument that that's, that that's like similar to the case of the keys. About putting the magnets on the fridge. Well, putting the magnets on the fridge. What's the difference? Than slapping the kids, the kids out to play in exactly the spot where the keys were. No, I'm saying, can you put magnets on fridges on Shabbos? Oh, you magnets on fridges on Shabbos. Um, you can't making words with magnets on fridges. You know, letters. That's more complicated. But just putting an item. Um, uh, I, there's enough to say that that's much. Okay, I think that's we covered some of the topic. That's time frame. I think that's good. Uh, so, 